This episode of Says Who is brought to you How by you. How dare you? <laughs> I How warned you. Dare I you. warned you, Maureen Johnson. Ev- you know what? Everybody, right before he hit record, Dan told me a terrible thing, and then he hit record. I warned you. You made me tell you. Oh, I make I make you send me all those DMs that show me things about my future mayor and governor. Anyway, this episode of Says Who is brought, brought to you, you by, by you. a bad man. <laughs> Where, through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, where every Sunday you get a bonus episode of Says Who, you get me and Maureen Johnson in your ears twice a week if you give it that 5 or $10 a month level. That $10 <sighs> a month level also gets you a sticker every month in your mailbox as a part of the Says Who Sticker Club, a very special sticker just for you, not available anywhere else at the $10 a month level. Patreon.com slash says who. I mean, Dan, really? I told you you didn't okay. want to know. Now everybody's going to want to know what I found out. Yeah, they're not. No, I'm not. I am not telling them. Well, they're just going to wonder now. Well, that's fine. They can wonder. They can live their lives. All right, listen. I'm going to try to recover from this. You've got to. Dan, I write books. You do. And, uh, you know, Box of the Woods coming out June 15th. Under, oh God, it's under a month now. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. Look at that. Well, if you would like to... uh, we Dan put together something great. If you'd like to buy my books or other books and support indie bookshops, you can go to bookshop.org slash shop slash says who slash desk. Just kidding. Bookshop.org slash shop slash. There's links to all of our books there and you support um, like you support independent bookstores by buying at bookshop.org. It's true. This was an idea that the teen threw at me. Slash desk. Not slash desk. But uh, as you, I hope uh, I'm making some more. Box of the Woods is going to consume my life now for the next month or so, which I'm happy about because I like it. Um, I've just announced the virtual tour, which is going to be really exciting because I'm doing three different discussions. Uh so the first discussion will be about true crime and podcasts with the host of True Crime uh, Obsessed. And then I'm going to be doing a second one that's all about Agatha Christie and classic mysteries with the host of All About Agatha. And then I'll be doing contemporary mysteries with the author of Ace of Spades, which is a great new contemporary mystery. And all of that and more can be found just by following me on Twitter or whatever, or Instagram and like blah, 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 slash desks. Man, that's fun. That is a bunch of fun. You know what that is? You know what's fun is the thing you told me right before. I'm going to tell them. It's not. No. Anyway, in addition to buying books at bookshop.org slash shop slash says who, you can also buy says who merchandise at merch.sayswhopodcast.com where we have shirts and mugs and all kinds of things and if you are a five or ten dollar backer you even get a discount over there at the merch store so we love capitalism apparently (laughs) but you can buy stuff from us all over the place now buy stuff I'm going to give them the search terms you don't don't, Maureen, just leave them to be, leave them to live their lives fully and completely free of the burden and knowledge that we now carry. I want everyone to know that Dan fills my DMs, fills them. A little note will come, morning, Maureen, and then there'll be a little link to the something that Andrew Yang has done, and now everything about the fact that there's a large adult Giuliani son running for governor. We'll this be is all into that. All he does. So all day long, hi Maureen, and then he drops that shit on me. That's yep. my life. But I very specifically went into your DMs today to say, 
I am nice enough that I am not sharing the thing that I just learned with you. Which is worse. It's so much worse. It turned out not to be, was it? It turned out to not be worse. Oh, somehow you've just doubled the worseness. (laughs) It turned out not knowing was far better. This is a Schrodinger's Giuliani. Not knowing was far better than knowing. I wanted to, I want to know all. Uh, Tell me all about it. Uh, sounds good. It doesn't. It uh, doesn't. Sounds like I'm into it. Amy, Amy Carter Shoe, I, I think can, you would be into it. I can handle it. And I can't. Uh, I can't handle it. I can handle it. You know what I mean? I got, uh, I'm a shoe. I, not, I got no hands. Uh, but I got a spot for a foot. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I do know what you mean. Oh, everybody, Dan looks so sad. He's ripping his beard off. Uh, Welcome to Says Who. Welcome to Says Who, the podcast that isn't a podcast. It's Dan having a mental breakdown. I'm Maureen Johnson. And I... I am Dan Sinker. And Maureen, it's true. I, uh... I have realized in the last month or so that my brain no longer functions Mm. at all. And I, uh... I do some writing on occasion and I am trying to do some writing right now. And in fact, last night finished uh, some writing Uh, and it was not good. It was like, there was a time when we first moved into our house where our kitchen, um, we had a nickname for our kitchen and we called it the murder kitchen because there were like, stains up the wall and uh it was all terrible there was this weird dishwasher that wouldn't work it would just make really really loud sounds and one day um suddenly this black sludge started coming up through the drain in the kitchen sink thick oily black sludge and last night when i was attempting to make my brain do anything that made sense All I had in my head was an image of this black sludge emerging from the depths of the sink. And that's what my brain feels like. Hmm. Well, then, I think that if you're looking into causes for something like that, you might want to think about the fact that we just spent uh, 14 months inside because of a global pandemic that's not over, but is uh, the situation in the United States is starting to shift a bit. Yeah. uh, and a tumultuous year, um, uh, four years of being run by uh, circus freaks, <laughs> and yep. um, uh, just a year of uh, uh, an insurrection. Um, you've been uh, helping to uh, nurture and care for two young human beings, it's one true. younger than the other to make sure that they are alive and fed and schooled. And you've done so all basically in the same room uh, for a a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. And the fact is you are now upright. You are dressed. You make stuff constantly. I'm upright with a broken foot. Oh, how is your foot? Uh, It's getting better. It is, it is, um, I can now walk on it with, um, without the little flat shoe thing that I have ah. to wear. <sighs> but um but I can't do that at length. I have to flip back to the flat shoe. But it's it's I think I'm two weeks after going to the urgent care now and uh and I, it is it is on the mend, which is good. And the rest of my body, which was destroyed when I fell over, is also mending up my uh- I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. But no, you're right. It's entirely correct. And I think a lot of people are experiencing this where just we are in this sort of 
emergence phase and we are realizing just how black sludgy our brains and bodies are. My problem is I need it to stop. (laughs) I really do. I would like to have a functional brain again instead of this sort of sludge brain that I currently function inside because it's not helpful at all. Right. Well, I think that um, your your synapses are overloaded. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, so I've been there. Uh, you know, it's certainly with writing, I've been there uh, where your brain is like, I just don't function anymore. I had a book due at the end of last year and I was like, look, I... I can't string words together anymore. Yeah. Uh, it luckily went away. But I think that anything you can do to kind of rebuild yourself and give yourself a positive, like even if you do, this is going to sound reductive, but it's true. Even the writing of a couple of sentences and then walking away from it is like, you just need to build a virtuous. And I know you're like, but that is not going to help me. I need to write, have written this article right now. But getting back on the, you're, I, I see that look because you're starting to fidget. And I think uh, you're like, but you don't understand the depth of my problem. Well, no, I, I do. And I got the thing done, but it was. Unpleasant. It was unpleasant. And Messy, also, I dirty. think it's not very good. Like, right. And, and I am a firm, having been an editor for quite a while in my life, I love editors. I like being edited and I know I can hand over something that is malformed and poor mm-hmm. and they will turn it into something that is uh, better than it should be. And uh, that's great. And that's a good system. But I fucking hate every part of what was going on in my head for the last like little bit trying to write. It is a fucking nightmare. Well, yeah, I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> it just sucks. And I think that it's it's true for, I mean, every person that I talk to is like, I don't know why I'm so tired. And it's like, well, we're all really, really tired. And I think that, um, I think that there is a line in a, uh, in an Elliot Smith song that I like a lot. And in it, he says, I'm damaged bad at best. And I think about that a lot. Like, we are all emerging right now. And I think especially in interactions with other humans or the outside world or, or you know, just the, the changes that have either are coming or, or have come to all of us now, we are realizing just, like, how fucking damaged we actually are from all of this. And... uh that's going to take some time to come back from. It does definitely feel like I'm grinding through the gears a little bit. Um, yeah. But not. So this week we had our first. Uh, I feel like we had our changeover week, like our grinding, our gear grinding week. Yeah. Because uh, when we recorded this time last week, I had a friend here. You sure did. In my house, staying here. Amazing. Which still feels surreal. She was here yeah. for a night. And then we went to Philadelphia to see my family on Thursday morning. That's right. You have just been. Oh, yeah. Johnson on the go. And I was there from Thursday until Sunday. And it was the one of, and I actually, when I was there, I went to Target. Wow. And I realized when I was walking around Target, it it was wild. They'd also reorganized the store. So I'm like, thanks for thanks for messing me up even. I'm like, what is that? Oh, God. I'm just wandering because I was trying to be quick, but I'm just pushing the cart all around. And I'm like, look at all the things, the things. And I realized I was still in the mindset that I would be buying for like six months. Like right. I need to like accumulate as many tools as I can here. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, I don't I don't need that many tools I needed. I grabbed a couple things that broke in the last 14 months, like my favorite vegetable peeler and like, you know, just small items that had ceased to function and had to be gotten rid of. So, but I was like, don't overbuy. Like you don't need to buy anything. Like you just came for a couple small things and that's all you need to do. Um, 
And I was there trying to buy 10 pound weights that yeah. I, work, I work out at home and I needed, I needed slightly higher, uh, hand belt, hand weights. So, but yeah. they didn't have them because the, the home gym area was stripped. Oh, so yeah. they had one, they had one eight pound <laughs> weight. And I was like, you tease me with this one eight pound weight, but I actually went out to dinner with friends too. Wow. Outside, but I went, you have done it all. It really feels like, and it felt really normal. And then I got back and I was like, wow, I'm really sleepy. Like my yeah. brain was just working through it. Like I was eating it all. Totally. It was a composting the experience. It was good, but it was like, now the worms have to eat it and turn <laughs> it into something good. Yeah, we, uh, Janice and I this weekend, we went to the Home Depot because uh, we also have a lot of things that are broken and we need to start fixing them. And um I was so excited. I felt like I was going on like to right. a fucking theme park. Yep. Like it was, I was like all morning. It was like, oh, we're going to Home Depot. Oh, I can't wait. And then yeah. I got to Home Depot and was like, oh, I'm at Home Depot. Oh, I still love, I mean, think about this nice about Home Depot is you can get those really big carts. Mm -hmm. I just fantasize about buildings I can roller skate in. And that's a great one that I do a lot of fantasy roller skating in because oh, the nice smooth concrete floors. Yeah. Then. I'm gonna buy. I think on the day my book comes out, I'm gonna buy myself a pair of shiny new roller skates. Hell yes! The thing is, Hell I have yes. roller skates, but they are. You need new ones that are like glitter vinyl, some cool wheels that light up. Come I on. got these roller skates. Somebody found them in their garage many years ago, and they're from the '70s. They're they're dope as hell looking. They do fit, but they're in rough shape because they were 1970s roller skates that were. I mean. For being in a garage all that time, looking pretty good. But yeah, I was like, maybe I should. I bought the pads and everything. There is a roller derby shop in Brooklyn that you can do your fitting at home and just send them your measurements, oh, nice. and they will they will make sure to get you the correctly yeah, fitted skate. It. And but I really want to take up roller skating again. And I'm it's my favorite thing in the world. Uh, probably kill myself. I was I did everything on skates as a kid. Then everything. Yeah, yeah. I could skate down like concrete hills i could do it all you um, got it do i dan you do or, or am yeah, i just what gonna could go wrong it'll be great i did buy all the roller derby pads i bought the... i bought elbow knee and wrist guards yeah. the thing is is that you are notoriously safe and things rarely go wrong for you and so it will be perfect we also have a smooth first of all how dare you secondly what we have a smooth area around here that is for skating. They do uh, hockey and things on it. So oh, nice. So we do actually even have a an you area said. that is good for skating and is often empty during the day. You deserve it. I'm going to wear a helmet. It. I'm going to wear and a you're helmet. Fully and back, so when you have to go to urgent care, you're good. Dan, I have for, uh, the the pads are so big that they fill an entire backpack. <laughs> I just imagine you having some sort of like system that you're wearing. And as you begin to fall, it just pops up I'm around a, you and you're on. like a big hold inside on. a big bubble. You just gently roll on, to safety. I'm going to show you. I know everybody you can't see. Uh, Dan will react for me. All right. First of all, here's the skates. Look oh, how, those are your old skates. Look, okay. how, look how dope those these are. are. Pretty. Those are nice. This is some prime 70s shit. And it's yeah, those good. are nice. That it's, little, the side stripes on these. So these, I'll, I'll, I will narrate. They are like a yellowy orange wheel on a leather blue shoe. Nice, real royal blue. And then there are these bright yellow stripes down the side. One is sort of a thin Adidas style stripe. The mm. other is thick and cut into it are three little blue triangles that are just beautiful. The toe stop is another little yellow there. Uh, Man, those are the good inside, looking. The inside is where Inside's you worked. The yeah. inside is... But the uh, outside, very good quality. We know a certain celebrity shoe that would have trouble with that interior Got all I bet. These pads look at these are proper there you these go these are derby level they're 187 killer pads they are I derby like they say killer pads on them they are derby grade they are these are what the derby girls wear i like it i could just sit at my desk wearing my derby pad you could. those are some those are near those elbow these are elbow yeah 
There we go. Oh, yeah. It's like I'm getting my blood pressure taken. You're set. Look at that. Look at I that. I could podcast in these motherfuckers. Yeah. Hard to bend your arm. There you go. Does it seem excessive to go roller skating with all this shit on? Uh, the thing that you are definitely going to make sure that you have are wrist guards. I got those. Because that's where you're... Your hands are your money makers, Maureen. That's true. You're going to want to make sure that you don't Got break these. your wrist. Oops. Why don't we talk about the news now? I put my wrist guards. While you, you getting all well, it's good. Getting padded up is good because we have a Matt Getz update, Maureen oh, Johnson. Oh, boy. Let me put the, got to put the pads on for the Getz. Yeah. So Brace Matt Getz's friend, Joel Greenberg, former tax assessor for Seminole County, Florida, pled guilty on Monday to multiple federal charges, including sex trafficking a minor, ID theft, stalking, and fraud. Oh, boy. According to Politico, the scope of crimes he committed and pled guilty to makes him, quote, one of the most corrupt Florida politicians of all time. That's hard. Isn't it? That seems like a real, like, you got to work at that. I think they give you a prize for that. Yeah. It will result in him getting at least 12 years in jail. I guess the mandum, the maximum minimum or whatever it is, a mandatory minimum is uh, 12 years for what he uh, for what he pled guilty on. But this is a plea deal. Believe it or not, 12 years in jail is a plea deal because he only pled guilty to six of the 33 charges against him. Identity and theft? Apparently. Jesus, what was this And guy doing? in return, he has agreed to cooperate with the Justice Department probe into Matt Getz. Oh, boy. So they have uh, they have his right hand man in various uh, in various coverage of him. He has been referred to even before all of this as Matt Getz's wingman. So uh, they have someone real close. And you know that Matt Getz is doing good. When we found out this week, he has contracted the services of Harlan Hill, the Republican operative last seen storming into Philly, dressed like he was one of the winners of Willy Wonka's golden tickets. <sighs> yeah, I sent you that. And that's when you did your little why? Why did you do this to me? It's true. And I was like, well, how do you think I feel when you keep sending me this this stuff? Yeah, Matt Getz, uh, the Daily Beast, which really seems to be number one on the Matt Getz re reporting tip, uh, also reported this week that he, uh, one of his guests to a Republican thing in 2019 was an escort who then had a big cocaine party afterwards that he was seen at. Oh, and, a big uh, cocaine Harlan party. Hill, Harlan Hill responded saying that he wouldn't comment on the on the woman and all of that because mm. he respects her privacy and he didn't comment on the cocaine. Oh boy. Yeah. So things are about to get real, real cozy for Matt Getz. <sighs> Couldn't when, what do you think is going to happen next? Dan? I can't wait. I mean, one would assume also, uh, I believe that a former girlfriend of Matt Getz is also now working with the, uh, with the feds. So, it's getting tight. It's getting tight for him, though. He did just uh, he did just kind of was one of the main signatories on a uh, letter by uh, people, including uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and that sort of thing, right. uh, reinforcing their support for the Arizona recount that is a shit show and going on. So it's not like he is retreating into the background right mm. now. So we'll see where things go for him. But he's not the only ongoing story that we've been following in the news, Maureen, because Rudy Giuliani is back in the news. His lawyers, a crack team, responded to the search uh, on his properties last month to the, with a letter to a federal judge. In the letter, which uh, we learned about yesterday, they say, quote, the SDNY, again, important to remember that Rudy used to run the SDNY, <laughs> simply chose to treat a distinguished lawyer Mm. That seems like a stretch. A stretch. Yeah. Uh, uh, treat a distinguished lawyer as if he was the head of a drug cartel or a terrorist. 
In order to create maximum prejudicial coverage of both Giuliani and his most well-known client, the former president of the United States. All right. Part of what his lawyers are trying to do is to unseal the warrants around the uh, search of Rudy's iCloud, which apparently happened in 2019. Uh, And it was a secret warrant. And they want to unseal that because they say that the search last month was for duplicative stuff. So basically what they are saying is you already got all of Rudy's stuff back in 2019. You just did this one in person in order to sort of, you know, piss in the pool. Right. Well, can you imagine what must be on Rudy's iCloud? (laughs) I mean, honestly. The amount of crazy shit. Oh, I would give a lot to see a a Rudy Giuliani internet search. A lot, Dan. I mean, I would assume that it's all just Rudy Giuliani. I think it's going to be a lot of things like boobies and gravy and... (laughs) (laughs) Unconnected. Yeah. And then connected. Yeah. Both. Yeah. I like it. That's what I think it is. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that you're right. Uh, His lawyers also said that prosecutors, quote, intentionally waited until the Biden administration took office and that, quote, senior members of the Justice Department had been removed and replaced by Biden's appointees. They waited for that before carrying out the raid on their client's apartment Mm. as evidence they claim that prosecutors applied for a warrant to search Giuliani's devices twice before once in November 2020 and again in January 2021, and they were denied both times, which doesn't, I think, do the thing that they think it's doing. Right. Like, literally, when the raid was carried out, the Justice Department said that, or or it had been leaked to press that, Trump appointees were blocking searches that they had attempted before. Mm-hmm. And now Giuliani's lawyers are basically saying, well, they wanted to do it before, but they were blocked. So clearly this is just corruption. Also, remember, all of this was happening while Trump was president. Think of how high that bar was. And yet he crossed it. Where how to bury a body. Soup. You're still thinking of his Google searches. Yeah. I that one also I think probably starts as disconnected searches. And then comes and then goes to how to bury a body in soup. How do you bury a body in soup? Dig a big hole. Fill it with soup. Get a lot of soup. One time, Dan. I'd put the body in first because it's gonna displace a lot of soup. This is a I was in a I was in a writing retreat with 10 other writers in Ireland. And in, and if you go to the middle of Ireland, if you go to a town in Ireland where there is nothing, if any of you are listening from Ireland, you will know that there are certain towns where you go and there is nothing. You can rent a whole castle and it's not even that much money. And we rented a whole castle. We were, in, we were in a castle and we had this giant, it was giant and it was crazy and weird shit constantly happened to us there, Dan. It was nuts. Like animal, like enchanted animals kept adopting us or finding mm. us. And at night, mm. peacocks would jump up to the second story windows and scream sure. at us. All those peacocks, we were all women. And all those peacocks wanted to fuck us then. I'm telling you, they would stand <laughs> outside and they would scream at us like, women! and they we had like a half folding door that went to the kitchen. Like, you know, like one of those doors in, in old timey shows where you'd swing the upper door open and then the, you'd lean over the lawyer door and go, pie. Do you want some pie? Yeah. Well, sure. We had the, the, the lower old pie stealing door. You know, so we yeah. had the half door closed. So it was, and then then the one time a a peacock jumped up onto the onto the doorway and was like, "No, nah, women, I'm coming in the kitchen." We were like, "Yeah, these fucking peacocks!" And they would sit at the on the roof line and scream at us and chase us around. And then a cat adopted us and came in and kept stealing our grilled cheeses. And then we were cooking all our own food. One time, my friend Holly, Holly Black, she's a writer. She made the soup, but the soup didn't turn out, and none of us could eat the soup. Like I don't know if Holly made the soup, but the soup was haunted or something, and we couldn't eat the soup. 
And finally, we didn't know what to do with this hoop. And under one night at around 1230 in the morning, I see Holly like holding this giant, giant soup pot. She has a furtive look on her face. And I see her sneaking out the front door. And I go, what are you doing? And it was a beautiful moonlit night. The moon was spreading over the Irish countryside. And she said, I have to get rid of the soup. And she went into the woods and she threw the soup into the woods. Dan. <laughs> and that's the kind of thing that I think Rudy Giuliani is doing. He's trying to get rid of the soup in the woods. It's true. That's I think you're the, right. That's going to be the sequel to the box in the woods. It's the, the soup, soup in, the woods. in the woods. I think you're onto something. I, who wouldn't want to read that? Many weird things happen. Like, uh, oh, here's another thing. There was a lot of enchanted animals, and I know this isn't what you wanted to talk about, Dan. I, I specifically know that you are stalling for time right now. Look, we went out, and there was a beautiful donkey on the path. They, they lived at, like, on the, in the grounds across, and we were like this beautiful, beautiful, sweet donkey. My friend Robin and I were stroking its head. Well, I was, and Ram was just looking at it going, Wait, what was the animal? Donkey. What? A donkey. Okay. There's a beautiful donkey. You said donkey the first donkey. couple of times. Donkey. I'm from Philadelphia. They say donkey? Donkey. Okay. <laughs> what am I doing? Donkey. Now donkey. you're saying it, it really came out like you were saying donkey. Donkey. Like Dunkin' Donuts versus donkey. <laughs> I'm like... trying to tell you that we were we were giving this animal a beautiful little pat on the head and it got a huge erection. And we were like, ah, and then we ran away. Man. And then, and then a cat found us. <laughs> Little did you guys know that you were staying in a castle in the Ireland sex forest. It was like the Ireland, but then a cat found us and was like, because we were trying to find this local like enchanted graveyard and a cat found us and literally led us to the graveyard. It was nuts, Dan. And then I'm not even going to tell you about the time that we had to wander down a road and almost died by falling into a ditch because we were going to try to get to the town because we had no food and we went to the town and it was all closed, but we found one open pub and one broccoli. And then an old man came and forced us to sing and touched us. He was kind of smelly and he went sing for me. And he was like rubbing our shoulders and what? stroking our hair. And he was saying, you have to sing for us. Beautiful girls sing for us. It was weird, Dan. And I found one broccoli and that's all I ate that week along with cookies because I'm a vegetarian and there was no food except for that soup. And we put the soup in the woods. Well, Maureen, Rudy isn't the only Giuliani in the news this week. You know what, Dan? Go fuck yourself. Because today his large adult son, Andrew, announced that he is running for the governor of New York. You can't make me. In New York. You can't make me. Quote, Giuliani versus Cuomo. Holy Jesus. smokes. Jesus Christ. He told the New York Post today. It's Muhammad Ali versus Joe Frazier. It's you more know, like Muhammad Ali's talentless son versus... Andrew Cuomo, I guess. We can sell tickets at Madison Square Garden. Dan, I cannot emphasize this enough. How dare you? Hey, I, I just think that you should know what's happening in your town. His website leaves a lot to be desired, Maureen. Oh, you surprised me. Really? I, I You might have thought he had thought it through well but um the his logo is honestly it feels like a personal attack on me hmm. i'm going to throw this into the chat for you i'm just, oh okay now i'm here look at his just <sighs> fine andrew giuliani is a lifelong new yorker who was born and raised in Manhattan. He achieved academic all-ACC honors at Duke University before graduating 2009 and then turning professional in golf, where he won eight tournaments and was the CEO of his own small business, Giuliani Golf. 
During that time, Andrew interned in finance and real estate at Caprock Capital, Brownstone Investment Group, and Jones Lang LaSalle. In 2016, Andrew volunteered on the Trump campaign in surrogate relations. He did serve in the White House. That seems to be his main claim to fame. He was, Maureen Johnson, the sports liaison. That's right. He is literally the person most likely responsible for acquiring the piles of McDonald's and Wendy's that Trump put together when the Clemson Tigers came to the White House. (sighs) There's a lot of details about his wedding. Well, you know. I'll read the part about his wedding. He is married to his best friend in the world, Zilvi. They met at Yankee Stadium on September 25th, 2014, Derek Jeter's last home game as a New York Yankee. (laughs) They were married on July 14th, 2017 at St. Joseph's of Greenwich Village and celebrated 100 yards from where Andrew's great-grandfather first stepped foot in America in Battery Park. There you go. It's a lot. And there's photos of him in all different locations, but he's in the same pose. Yeah. It's very odd. This It's like it, it, he's in many different photographs, but always in this, it kind of looks like he's, it's very hard to explain this pose. I can explain this pose being a, being a man okay. with a bit of a, a little bit of a belly. He is wearing a suit jacket that is slightly too small for him, which he would normally wear in a, if he was at say the golf club or something like this he would wear this jacket unbuttoned okay. and so it doesn't matter that he has a little bit of a paunch but he has uh he is buttoning it and so he has to suck his gut in in a way but the the center of the jacket is hitting him exactly where you really feel it the most and so his his shoulders kind of go up instinctively his oh, okay. arms splay out slightly to his side and he is sort of encased in a thing that he feels deeply uncomfortable inside, which is likely a decent metaphor for his actual life as well. I mean, I don't feel like it's right to comment on people's appearance. Sure. Saying that he's got the teeth of a beaver. <laughs> like there's something about he's got the Giuliani teeth. His pose would be entirely f- f- fixed simply by getting a suit jacket tailored correctly for right. his body. He would look entirely fine, but he is wearing, he is posing with clothing that doesn't actually fit him. It just, is, it was hard to tell what he was doing because it kind of looks like his arms are kind of propped out like right. stuff. That's, and that's, that's part of that's the, jacket. the jacket. That's the jacket. That's okay. the cut of the jacket pulling his arms out slightly. Oh, that explains a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not a good time. You can support his campaign. He is asking for $22 or $57, which are remarkably specific numbers. Right. Uh, And you can also donate crypto. Oh, good. So that's maybe he will. Maybe he will become a non fungible token. I would like an Andrew Giuliani cryptocurrency i actually checked with a a friend of mine who does a lot of campaign finance work and i was like can you is it legal to donate crypto and in fact it is and his response was what could possibly go wrong cool yeah it's good it's good when you're doing campaign finance work to allow for donation of entirely anonymous currency it's good stuff it's smart it's good Seems great. Anyway, I am thrilled for you, Maureen Johnson. You are going to have Andrew Giuliani as your governor. You're going to have Andrew Yang as your mayor. You're going to be set either way with all of your Andrew shirts. Either one will work. Is it that our best case scenario is that we have to root for Cuomo? It is fucking wild to me that he, (laughs) he is running. This is our best case scenario, Dan. I mean, there has to be. He also got a $5 million book deal for his yeah. great work that he did in COVID. Yeah, for his COVID victory lap book yesterday, we found out $5.2 million. Yeah. Do we know how many books he actually sold? Because who the fuck bought that book? 
it's not out yet, is it? That book? Oh, I think it. I is think it? it's out. It's been out. See, that's the kind of information I try to keep out of my head. See, I'm going to bookshop.org slash shop slash says who. And I'm searching Andrew Cuomo. The Contender American Crisis. Yeah, yeah. American Crisis. Leadership Lessons from the COVID-19 Pandemic. It's out. It's available. Great. It's a $30 hardcover. Cool. Fine with it. Whatever. Came out October 13th. I don't even care anymore. $5.2 million. Anyway, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled for you. I'm thrilled for the city of New York. Can I tell you? I'm thrilled for the state of New York. You all, your best days are ahead of you. There have been commercials for the upcoming election. And one of them is for, I think, somebody who's running for uh, head of city council. Okay. I just know his name is Brad. Brad Holtzman. Um, I know he's gay because he has these beautiful, like, pride flyers up. Okay. That are clearly, like, they might as well, like, they basically say, Brad is gay. And then he, like, they, he's done these TV commercials. I saw one yesterday, and he, she's his, his daughter's in it. And she's like, yeah. and I have, my two dads are doing this and that. And I was like, that's cute, but. I have a thing about when you put your kid in commercials, like for public office, I think right. it's creepy, but she holds up a picture of Giuliani and goes, I don't know all the bad things this man did, but I know my dad's trying to take his law license, his law license away. I was like, <laughs> oh, no. boy. Well, I got exciting news about your future mayor, Andrew Yang yesterday, which is uh, a PAC political what? action committee on his behalf is run by Liz Smith, the woman that brought us Mayor Pete. I don't know why you're doing this to me. Hmm? I don't know why you're doing this to me. What did I do to you? I'm just trying to keep you an informed m- member of society, Maureen. Point out on this shoe where I hurt you. He <laughs> <laughs> didn't. You didn't. Well, Dan, you'll be glad to know that the CDC announced that everything's fine now. Yeah. Just everything's fine. Everyone that's vaxxed apparently gets a full fun pass. Yeah. And you don't have to wear a mask anywhere and you can go indoors and you can do anything. Yeah. Uh, you just have to uh, honor system, be yeah. vaccinated. Yeah. It is literally the honor system. The... Director of the CDC, Rochelle Walensky, described it as, quote, your health is in your hands. Right. Which, Maureen, Mm. that's a fucking weird position for the Center for Disease Control to Mm. take. Why is that, Dan? I just think that they are supposed to be uh, controlling disease. Right. And not just saying, <laughs> just do it's your thing. Just go do, right. just do it. Right. Just do your thing. So you want the disease control to control disease? I think that's it. Seem maybe they changed their name. I could I could have missed a memo on that. Dan, I was down in Philadelphia and in this area around where my parents live. Yeah. Um, there are still people with Trump signs up. Sure. They don't mask. No. Uh, they also went out in my, there are people that I knew in my, this small town, there was an incredibly high percentage of COVID. And when those people were positive with COVID, I want to point, not positive with COVID. Right. They were still going out to places. Yeah. Like that's the thing about this new policy it seems that the Center for Disease Control has basically just said, ah, fuck around and find out, right? Like, but these people have been fucking around and finding out all along. They just don't give a shit. Right. Yeah, so uh, CNN's Jake Tapper asked uh, Dr. Fauci, how are uh, restaurants, airlines, and others supposed to know if the people coming into their establishment are vaccinated. And Fauci responded, well, Jake, 
they will not be able to know. You're going to be depending on people being honest enough to say whether they are vaccinated or not. What I don't want to do, Dan, personally, is a giant trust fall yeah. into the arms of anti-vaxxers and lunatics and people who want to own the libs. Yeah. Yeah. You Keep in mind that less than 40% of the entire country is vaccinated. Even places that are doing well, like New York City or like Illinois, uh are less than 50, or I think New York might be right at the 50% we're line. Fi- in New York City, we're at 52%, okay. 50% fully yeah. vaccinated. There are places that are far, far less than that. Yeah. 29%, 30%. As soon as this announcement was made, major retailers around the country announced that they were ending their mask policies unless overridden by state or local requirements. Disney World changed their masking policies overnight. You can now unmask in any outdoor space at Disney World, vaxxed or not. Then I told you that when I was away, I saw some friends. And one of my friends, not uh, she may listen to this, and I'm just going to, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying her name, but she, she'd be fine, I think, with me just saying that she's had COVID twice. Yeah. She had it in the very, very beginning. And then she got it again recently after her first dose, but before her second. Good stuff. Uh, Through no fault of her own. Obviously, she, uh, it was probably picked up through her kids. Yeah. Um, And even with one dose of vaccine in her, she was fairly devastated. But luckily, because she had, she had some protection. You can get it. She's had it twice. And yeah, it's once she had been fully vaccinated, she would have been more protected, but she was not yet sealed up. So. (sighs) Yeah, it's fucking wild. Like this idea that there's sort of two groups of people in the country right now, like the people that are vaccinated and the people that should get vaccinated, which seems to be the entire CDC messaging overlooks the fact that like there any child under 12 literally can't be vaccinated whether they would like to or not and uh i did some research on that for this thing that i'm writing there are 50 million children under 12 in this country that's a lot of people the uh, yeah it's just it is it makes my head hurt cuz like it was exciting to, uh, you know, all of the sciences seems solid. Like you, you, even if you get COVID once you are vaxxed, it is very, very light. It seems that it is very hard to transmit it, which is all great and wonderful. But boy, this feels like a jump. California has announced that they won't lift their mask mandates until June 15th, which at least kind of gives people a chance to wrap their head around it. It, um... Apparently, according to the Washington Post reporting, the White House didn't know that this was happening until just before the announcement came. Like, it was a real quick announcement. So so who the fuck at the CDC lifted this? This is my... I mean, it was the director's call who earlier in the week had been testifying to the Senate and defending their current state of masking. And then suddenly, whoop, let's go. Whip it off. Let's- What's the... Well, I don't I just I don't think I ever will understand what the advantage would be of just keeping the mask mandate. I mean, it seems that their belief is that this will incentivize vaccine holdouts, but I don't no, know where they've been living. Yeah, like what well, I don't understand, Dan. Like Dan. all of it is fine. It it is true. If you are unvaccinated, and you follow these guidelines and you are vaccinated and you follow these guidelines, it will all be fine. The problem is the whole following the guidelines part hasn't exactly been this country's fucking strong suit for the last 14 months. I don't like it, Dan. I don't like it either. I don't like it either. I really don't like it because, you know, we had just sort of begun to wrap our head around 
the 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 kind of vaxed uh, uh, being a family of mixed vax status and now suddenly we are back at square one trying to figure out what it means it also if you are immunocompromised or yeah. or um you know otherwise in a or live with people that are immunocompromised or things like that you're sort of you're back in that same square and if you are one of those people and having to work a, a job in a retail establishment or or in an office that then then gives does away with masking it's a it is it is wild it it is truly confounding in a way that is hard to rectify i would say well dan thanks for letting me know all this cool stuff yep no problem. That's what I'm here for, Maureen. Says who is made possible by you. What you want to Google is. No, no, don't. What? Don't. I'm going to. No. Why? Because these people listening don't need it. We can suffer so that they can live. I guess that is our mission. It's made possible. We have to carry this weight. It's made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who our Patreon, where every Sunday you get a bonus episode of says who if you give it the five or ten dollar a month level. And if you give it that ten dollar a month level, you also get a sticker sent to you every month as a member of the says who sticker club. Do you see me shaking my head then? I, I didn't because I was looking at the script. Well, I'm just letting you know. Shaking my head. You're shaking your head at the fact that you don't want to, that I don't want you to permanently scar our listeners. Then I'll just hold up this. It's a cover of the box in the woods. See, it's not there a, you go. It's not a book. They it's can't see the, it. Just the cover. That's good. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y, at SaysWhoPodcast.com. You can join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash SaysWhovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. If you want to join the fan-run Discord server where there will be a SaysWhovia exclusive book club exclusive. for... The Box in the Woods. Yep. Visit tinyurl.com slash says who discord. You can spread the word, subscribe, and please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, July 26th. That is not next Wednesday at all. Why did I write a that date That is not July. July. That's not next Wednesday, Dan. It's not. It's not. I, when I wrote this, my calendar was entirely, it's, oh, May 26th. Join us next Wednesday, May, I'm doing fine, Maureen. You're doing great, Dan. May 26th for our next episode. From my basement in Chicago, where I am fine, I am Dan Sinker. And from July 26th, I'm Maureen Johnson. And this has been Says Who. Google Giuliani and Unicorn. Oh. Is that work? Shit. <laughs>